This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to the SmackDown review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to review Friday night SmackDown and a show that I was very tense throughout, but I'll, I'll be honest, I had quite a lot of fun watching and, hey, I got a coffee out of it, so, you know, <laughs> not all bad news. Not for me, this one, you know. Oh, I wonder why. Not for me. <laughs> yeah, I... Forgot about those sticks for one, but also, um, yeah, I right. So, when CM Punk tried as hard as he possibly could to uh extract the poison from the AW locker room, mm-hmm. and some people said he may have been misguided <laughs> in his methods, uh, it was reasonable to suggest there was a dark cloud hanging over AW in the aftermath. I don't understand why I just thought he was trying to do good for everybody, but whatever. I, I couldn't shake that with SmackDown. Uh, Friday was yeah, a, I get it. Was a big news day. I think mm-hmm. would be understating things, wouldn't it? And ultimately, look, we'll see now in the days henceforth how uh, Vince McMahon fits back in. There was all those lines about how um, he's like so happy with the management right now. Everything is absolutely fine. These same management that didn't want him back in, yeah. but are now having to pretend that they're absolutely thrilled to get him back. That's all out there in black and white. Um, but he's thrilled apparently with. What management is not so thrilled that he doesn't believe that they'll get a TV rights negotiation deal or be able to broker the sale without him there. Mm-hmm. So I just got oh, the bits I liked on this. I found sad because I was thinking, well, what if this is it then? Well, yeah. What if what if this is it? What if like there was there was? I can't wait to put over the comedic cut to gag that defined the main event for me more than the match itself. There was a through line joke in that match, and it wasn't even happening in the ring. It was happening backstage. That was just tremendous. But, yeah, like, the developments that I quite liked, I just sort of thought, oh, this could, this could be dead. And there was, like, the big matches on this show did not deliver for me, and one was a straight-up embarrassment that we need to talk about <laughs> because, oh, boy. I, I, think I can sense why I enjoyed that maybe more than you did. Yeah. Because my enjoyment was Biscoff-flavoured. Yeah. But um, <laughs> maybe when, I... When are Good Brews back open? I, well, I thought it was today. Yeah, me too. So we'll They're check not, tomorrow. If you're listening... Sort it out. Well, I mean, we'll give you your free advertising at the moment, so get yourself back <laughs> open. Um, 
Yeah, maybe uh, I completely forgot to think about that mm. uh, when I was thinking about why didn't I enjoy the show? Because I watched it Saturday morning. Well, afternoon. I woke up at 11. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, that was, this was the highlight of my Christmas this weekend. I had such a good weekend. Do you know what I did? Go on. Absolutely nothing. Uh, I, was, like, I was so ill over Christmas. You've probably heard it in my voice. It's not quite back yet. But I'm on the mend, definitely. My wife is now. So she absolutely <laughs> carried, like, I got really ill around the sort of 27th, 28th, and she really had to carry the load with the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. And the worst thing is, is that, like, you'd want it the other way around, because you know it's coming for you. Yeah. Like, she knew she was going to get ill, which was a grim feeling, because she saw how rough I was, and I knew that I was going to actually have to get off my arse <laughs> and do stuff. And it's just, the weather's been horrendous. I was So maybe that's what it was, right? And, rare that I would say this... But I got such a joy. I won't be on the review, but I'll be listening to them. I got such a joy out of both Rampage and Battle of the Belts. Yeah. When's anyone ever said that sentence ever in, <laughs> in human history? That uh, it just compounded it for me. I I thought like I was I was just in a real mood with wrestling, and I didn't. I watched this first, and I didn't expect AEW's output to mm. outstrip it in the way it did. Two tremendous shows with an engaged crowd and lots of like. It was a lovely fun. Yeah, nice like, yeah. vibe in the air, and you could tell that the vibe was anything but nice. There was, there was watching this show; it was felt foreboding. I think maybe, yeah, maybe I took it the other side of things in terms of it's still good. Yeah, but that's maybe why I didn't think, oh, this might be the last time we get to see fun with Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Because, yet again, you know, I know Triple H inherited this storyline, but it doesn't mean anything. You can ball something like that up within four weeks. Oh, yeah. The way this has I'll been, credit him plenty for where we're at now. The way this has been going and the way it's plotted out now, mm. you know, Vince involvement aside, like, they kind of have to try hard to really screw it up now because I think the fact that they didn't, they're set on this show, set up not just Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Rumble, yeah, Owens versus Zayn for next week, the intrigue that surrounds that, We'll talk about this, I guess, after the review of the opening segment. But I actually, it was when I was watching that opening segment that I was actually starting to feel, ah, this needs a bit of movement. And then we got loads. Yeah. Like, it was, it was honestly as if they just went into my brain and heard my one request to keep this hot. And they did it. So in that respect, I can't complain about that too much. Yeah, let's let's start at the beginning and then we'll, we'll, we'll work our way through this show. Uh, because they're doing the opening and then as seems applicable to every WWE show this year so far, NXT aside... Out come the bloodline, or the bloodline are already out there, I suppose, yeah. smashing things up and screaming about taking over the show. They always do. So, <laughs> um, and then it was a nice surprise because I wasn't certain. I'm fairly sure we didn't mention this on the preview. No, no, that Roman not. was going to be there, but his music hit. Hit. He comes down. Uh, and they recap obviously what's happened uh, on that monster SmackDown with Owens and Zayn versus uh, Owens and Cena. Sorry, versus Reigns and Zayn, um, and uh, Reigns uh, demands that I think it was. Tennessee, I think they were in, mm-hmm. uh, demands that they acknowledge him. And I did, obviously, at home. Um, he says, you know, we're going to start things off a little differently tonight. I'm just going to give you what you want. Over to you, Sammy. And Sammy gets the mic and thanks his tribal chief and talks about uh, making 2023 their year. They started right with the wins that we got on Raw, of course. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to talk about this year. I want to talk about last yeah, or last week specifically, um, we had the biggest, me and Sammy, had the biggest SmackDown match of the year. And then what happened? Some people say, I lost. <laughs> I didn't lose. <laughs> Great. Yeah. The paranoia seeping through. <laughs> I didn't lose. Sammy lost. And then he's like, what's really grinding my gears <laughs> uh, is that Sammy guaranteed a win. 
Now, I'm the one who calls my shots because I always deliver. Um, and now the bloodline's been a bit embarrassed. I'm like, uh-oh. Every time this happens, even though I know it's not going to be yet, it'll probably yeah. be post-rumble. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you know, Sammy, do you want to be the tribal chief? And Sammy's face just says everything as he often does. Uh, and he says, look, when you're at the very top, you have to be aware of everything. And now you think you can do what the tribal chief does? Do you want to be the man? And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. He's going to kill <laughs> Sami Zayn. But he is saved by his former friend, sort mm. of, Kevin Owens, because he comes out and says, hey, buddy, calm down. Uh, I think your problem's actually with me and not Sami Zayn because I'm the one who beat you technically last mm-hmm. week. Uh, and he says, I know you're just probably fed up of seeing and hearing from me, you know, uh, talked about their history and said, about Title match, Royal Rumble. Give me that and I'll go away. And Reigns is like, you're literally like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just leave, please. Amazing, that detail. Amazing. Love that. And uh, Owen says, okay, see you at the Rumble. I'm off. And uh, yeah, see, see you at the Rumble, Roman. And Sammy, I'll see you when you can dig your balls. Balls. Out of Roman's pocket. Yeah. Um, I, again, this is like just sort of echo what I'd said, really. I, I was feeling like I knew what it was. I felt like I knew where the story was going more than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that flipped later on. So I was a, a fan more of the stuff that came later with these than this in-ring. But I loved, and I mean loved, first the Roman Reigns laugh. Like, immediately. Like, he knows when he's creating a new reaction meme, doesn't he? Yeah. But love that. It's, uh, Simon Miller used it on Twitter. D- just deranged. Absolutely deranged. Ah-ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> And What's that say? Too much mustard gets up your nose. <laughs> the best. Well, and speaking of being so ruddy, bloody brave, except uh, in the match because he's got other things to do. Yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant because like, that is going to enhance the drama so much when he doesn't, as he clearly doesn't right now, realise the scale of the battle and the size of the fight he's got in Kevin Owens and the, the quality of the match style. Kevin Owens is walking around a man believing that he would have ended all this back two years ago, mm-hmm. right? So, and he's now obviously he's sort of an out and out baby face. Roman Reigns just so becoming so obsessed with the Sami Zayn situation and trying not to, yeah, trying to pretend that he isn't, like, isn't ready for it. And it's brilliant. Like, we, we have now got to see that Roman Reigns is not ready for Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. That's such a unique uh, selling point to go into the Rumble match with. Really, really like that. Yeah, I just thought, you know, simple stuff, next step in this story. But I'm just glad that they do it. It's still. I still have those, you know, recurring memories of what we used to get, where mm. it'd be like, I know everyone's saying it should be Sammy at Elimination Chamber and Kevin at the Rumble, but what if we did? Uh, uh, Giovanni Vinci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but great. Uh, for G- I love Giovanni Vinci, but just do the, 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 the obvious steps sometimes. There was a, the, the way in which this developed later on in the show was where I felt, so pleasingly wrong-footed. Yes. That was what I'd like best about this more than... But Roman's performance remains excellent. Uh, so more on this in a little while. We see the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Galifair, oh, showing up at the arena. She forgot she was a babyface later, didn't she? She forgot how to wrestle. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then it was time for Santos Escobar versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, an interview interrupted backstage earlier on in the day. Um, where they're talking about the Royal Kofi's history in the Royal Rumble, of course, first person to announce himself for this year's Royal Rumble. Uh, big argument, and that's let's have a bit of knuckle fight then. Yeah. Um, 
which is fine by me if it means I get to see Santos Escobar in the ring, hmm. especially with someone the level of Kofi Kingston. So the early story of this match is obviously them proving I can do rumble stuff, Yeah, basically. Um, so Escobar sends Kingston uh, to the outside with a big forearm, but Kingston doesn't lay his feet to us, just the handstand into the steps thing that he's obviously done before. Uh, Kingston comes back, kicks Escobar, sends him over the top rope, and they go, if you don't know already, <laughs> I don't know how you're watching WWE and don't realise this, but that would mean to be eliminated, Escobar, from the Royal Rumble. Anyway, yeah. go to the break. Uh, Kingston sends, I like this touch, just silly stuff sometimes. It's completely serious. Kingston sends Escobar over the top rope, but Escobar lands on the steps and he's like, ha-ha! <laughs> I wouldn't be eliminated if this was the actual Royal Rumble match. And then, of course, Xavier would... And he makes him jump and he falls yeah. off the steps. That was cute enough, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, Kingston fires up, uh, hits the SOS for a near fall. They fight on the top rope. Kingston knocks off Escobar. Um... But as he comes off, Escobar hits him with a beautiful jumping knee to the face. Thought that looked great, especially on replay. Kind of came really quite good this match towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Kingston hits a double foot stomp, gets a two count, boom drop, sets up for trouble in paradise. But then the uh, lackeys of Santos, Joaquin Wilde uh, and Zelina Vega uh, cause a distraction. That allows Escobar to hit a super kick and the phantom driver. One, two, three, a win for Santos Escobar. Kofi Kingston can eat losses forever. A fun match. Yeah, I, I quite like, the, they had nice chemistry. So it was like, it's that strange liquid pro wrestling that you kind of have to be in the mood for because when it's so smooth, it does it always feel like they're in a fight? Mm. Um, but this was good enough for that. They Every year they do this, they go into every WWE show assuming that nobody's ever watched WWE before. And fine, like there will be somebody. Yeah. Somebody will probably watch SmackDown on Friday that has never seen WWE before or is getting ready for their first Royal Rumble. They could be listening to their first wrestling podcast today. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome if that is indeed you. So I'm not going to... To be fair, we were at that Raw after WrestleMania where the bloke went, how long is this going on for? Yeah. Like, and the shock on his face said not only it was going to be his first Raw, but probably his last one too. Especially when I turn around and talk to him, I acknowledge the tribal <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he loved that. And by the way, listen to a podcast we're going to record on a plane <laughs> in 24 hours. Um, did we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh, aye. It was the, that detail, that rumble thing. I get it. Like, I was a fan once for the first time and needed somebody to tell me. Problem is, the match sort of tells you itself. Yeah. They go over the rules. They go over the explanation. I just wish they did something by the numbers. I just, it's very rare that we get that with the rumble. Yeah, I'm doing that point in meme. But yeah, match is fine. You're right about Kofi getting beat as well. It just doesn't that now counts ever with the new day ever. Sometimes I wish it did actually. Yeah. But like they're the NXT tag team champions on the show that like I know there's only us three left following it religiously. <laughs> yes. But on Tuesday night, well, a, a, yeah, key of note that he didn't wear them. You've, well, yeah, well you've got pretty deadly jumping through hundreds of hoops just to get a shot, and there's like Kofi going out there on SmackDown and getting beat fairly easily against a relative newcomer. The trick is for pretty deadly to get called up to the main roster. Like Legado did. And then it's like, yeah, you can beat Kofi whenever you want on SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then this is when Cole confirmed it is, it's official. Mm -hmm. uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble. Uh, and in the back, Sammy's trying to have a quiet word with the tribal chief. But Paul Heyman's like, Ugh, not the time, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and Jay, through you go, boys. Really like that. Um, but uh, Heyman has a little quiet word with him. And says, uh, last week I talked about being three steps ahead of the Tribal Chiefs' needs. And now, it's just <laughs> too soon, basically. Uh, but don't worry, I still love you. Yeah. Oh, man. It's tense. It's <clears throat> fragile. 
Liv Morgan talks about being in the Royal Rumble. I wasn't sure if this was a definitive, I'm in the Royal Rumble or not. I took it as she's in it. Yeah. And she said, so. I'll be happily, I'll happy to win it from one. Can we have the tumbler back this year? I'd like a tumbler. I'd like a draw. I'd like the you sense. Have to, you have to show everyone, but an Eddie King, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Guerrero-esque robbing of someone else's number is yeah. always good fun, isn't it? A bit of numbers fun. I don't mind. I just want the idea that like, you know how they abuse the number 30 position where it's Brock. Mm. You win again, Brock. Like something like that. Like I want uh, there's the veneer of reality. Dolph, Dolph who? <laughs> he's he'd been gone so long. That's probably why the crowd didn't react, go crazy for him. It was only December that he surrendered the United States title. <laughs> My favorite. You got to go away for us to miss you, Dolph. My favorite was last week when he was being like, "Yeah, yeah, we fought them all off," and I was like, "You weren't there, Dolph. <laughs> I didn't see you piling out to get rid of the bloodline." But anyway, uh, right, start of the show time. Not Roman. Kayla interviews L.A. Knight, who is just buzzing mm-hmm. about the Mountain Dew. What's it called? Pitch Black, man. Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Well, that's why he's buzzing, because he's hopped up on Mountain yeah. Dew. He says, oh, let me talk to you. Uh, and he's saying, I really feel the way I feel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, not because I'm in Memphis. That sucks. <laughs> uh, but because... Bray Wyatt can't keep his goons in line. Now all I gotta do is pick up the pieces of the rumble. And that's not an insult. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah. Any young kids watching, that's promo class right there. Right there. Uh, Uncle Howdy being reduced to a goon is so funny. Like, that's that's brilliant. Oh, my favourite was the story that I read last week that said, so even some people in the locker room don't know who Uncle Howdy is. I was like, I do. It's Bo Dallas. <laughs> whoever it is. It's obvious is who watch, it is. Watch him put the mask on. Yeah. Yeah. Have a look. Unless they put in, like, you know, there's people that were there at ringside for Alexa Bliss. They've got decoy masks in people's bags. Yes. Oh, my God, Rey Mysterio, you Uncle Howdy. The worst case. Because you imagine if, like, working the boys, like Brian Pillman and Eric Bischoff being able to kind of tell the locker room, otherwise they were, they, it didn't matter. But, like, in their mind, yeah. it's got to be a shoot because someone's going to be telling Dave Meltzer, so they've got to think it's real. Imagine, like, keeping it a secret. The Uncle Howdy, the great Uncle Howdy mystery is, like, if, um, if uh, we pretend that uh, it's Corbin, then uh, Meltzer will pick it up. It'll be the observer, <laughs> Uncle Howdy's Corbin. We got him. Do it. No, it's Vince. <laughs> Uncle Howdy's Vince. Um, then it was time for a mixed tag team match. Uh, Carrying Cross and Scarlet versus Emma and the guy she's uh, crushing on. It'll be Madcap. She's crushing on Madcap. I mean, she's crushing on him because they're in a relationship. Together. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My favorite thing was when they say on commentary, like, people have picked up on uh, <laughs> little vibes between uh, Madcap and Emma. Yeah, either that or looking on their social media and seeing that they're spending all their time together. Just tell us they're in a relationship. People are really picking up on the uh, consent and sexual relationship between yeah, these yeah. two adults. <laughs> um, they recapped Emma slapping Scarlet the other week, uh, which led us to this match, mm-hmm. obviously. And Cross and Scarlet make that big dramatic entrance. I still quite like it. I am. Um, I feel like they were trying to, like Cross especially, they were trying to do something with his look a bit this week. Mm. Like the two of them obviously having matching gear probably helped. But... You must have liked that. I did, I did. He's he, he's growing his hair out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like he's trying, maybe, to... Like, maybe <laughs> he's got something to get his teeth into, I think, to be fair to him. Yeah, this programme is not terrible. I think like, it's there's been some like little funny moments so far, and it's it's still... It's humorous to me that carrying across this big guy wants to target Rey Mysterio while he's in such like an emotional so turmoil good. with his son. That's quite funny. What a crap six months. Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Like just anywhere to escape, and then this big guy that promises like literal hell upon you. What a crap six months he's had. And let's not forget, recently in the last few years, he's lost an eye. 
That's true, yeah. It came back, it grew back. It, it got the, better. As they do, eyes grow back. Yeah. Sons get out of prison. Um, so, well, I'm not in the Royal Preview. <laughs> uh, so, Cross and Moss, they uh, go Good. back and forth, and then the, the women come in, obviously. Uh, Emma runs wild on Scarlet. Looks like she's got the match won, in fact. Uh, but Cross jumps in and breaks up the pin attempt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stare down each other, and you think, you going to put the Cross jacket on? <laughs> Emma! <laughs> Um, but Emma slaps Cross, Moss comes in, he runs wild, but Cross fights back, forearm to the back of Mad Cat Moss's head, Scarlet chucks Emma into the ring post, and Cross locks, locks on the Cross jacket uh, for the victory. I think that's the third time he's done it to Moss. Yeah, he was very pleased with his third win, wasn't yes, he? Yes. Wasn't really spinning on the wheels of steel, I noticed that. You just think you're holding it on like a sleeper rather yeah. than checking the sound. Sounds out of word. And, uh, I liked it when it looked like it was rec- like recording live, Ed. Post-match, he he puts a, a luchador mask on Moss. And if that wasn't obvious enough, he also puts a card with a picture of Rey Mysterio on his chest as well. Michael's <laughs> subtle messaging. The mask had like 619 printed all over yeah. it. Yeah. Michael's like, I think that's a sign for Rey Mysterio. <laughs> no, cold. Like, I, I didn't think much of this match. I didn't get anywhere near enough for my Madcap Moss uh, comeback. Carrying crosses, hidden blade on a guy as big as Madcap Moss didn't look remotely convincing no. to floor him. Uh, I don't think he can go. I just do not think he can go. And I'll be interested to see if Ray can get something out of him because it's the last... Like, Karrion Cross is going to be the last big Rey Mysterio thing before WrestleMania and Dominic. Yes. But what of Karrion's WrestleMania? It's a very good out? question. Nout? Like, it's not... It's when that feud finishes, which we assume will go Karrion Cross's way. Yeah. Because, you know, Ray's going to probably, like, suffer the consequences of his situation with Dominic. Uh, like what then? Who's he really ready for? Are they just going to do? Are they going to like babyface? Well, heel. I don't know what whatever Bray Wyatt is at the moment. They're going to have him as a babyface to fight Karen Cross, Derek Stiff, WrestleMania <laughs> maybe. I just I don't know. It's I, like Cross and Ray is quite fun, but I don't see this as like the the big rehab program for Karen no. Cross on on evidence here. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, we get a video package for Charlotte Flair and what happened with her returning and beating Ronda Rousey the previous week, and they talk about how that was why they did this monster number, not because of John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Um, and do we go to a break, come back, Seamus and Drew are in Jerry Lawler's bar. Um, and they, they basically basically put over each other, but simultaneously hit each other a bit harder each time because they're mates, but they bloody love a scrap these mm-hmm. two. Uh, and they say we're going to win. We're going to end the Usos title reign tonight, and just continue having banger after a banger after a banger. I, I'm, I'm into the banger stuff, so I didn't even mind. Oh, good bar because you're going to hear a lot more of it now. Like you've seen the name? What are they? They're the Banger Bros. I mean, they must know. What I, I didn't. I had to get informed about it this morning, Come and uh, then of course I was like, yeah, of course, they're going to have a bus. They drive around it. This was the other part of this guy that I yeah. completely missed. They did a, like a thing on Twitter, vote for what vehicle we should drive around in, car, van, bus. And I was just like, oh, yeah, alliteration, that's cute. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, then Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring. Got a good reaction, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, asked if we sh- we missed our queen uh, and gets a decent enough response. We get a thank you, Charlotte chant. Uh, Charlotte says, Ronda knows what payback is. What is it? It's a bitch. Okay. Um, and she's overwhelmed by the reaction, is Charlotte. Um, she's always been about passion, consistency, and dedication. She's a 14-time champion. I was getting overwhelmed. I was smashing that sound sweetening button so much. Like, oh, I'm feeling so overwhelmed with this noise. Um, she says, doesn't matter uh, whether you cheer or you boo me. I'm never complacent. I'm, I'm always ready for the unexpected. Good job she was, because then out <laughs> came Sonia Deville. And then there's the... I don't really want to say this because I feel like I'm just going to get pelters from Americans because we don't really have the hoop that trick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hoop that trick. It's like Steve Austin, man. You got about 15,000 people calling you a trick. That's what I felt. It's like glass smash stuff with Charlotte Flair. What's going on here? Ah, man. I thought that during the match as well. Uh, And Sonia Deville uh, mocked her saying, well, Ronda had just had a match. And I thought, don't keep saying that. <laughs> um, yeah. And she said, how are you going to feel when you fight her? Fresh fighter. And uh, Flair asked the fans, and they repeat that chant. And she says, oh, bollocks to it, yeah. We'll have a title match. A nice surprise. SmackDown Women's Championship match. No build. Um, Deville jumps. I mean, it was a surprise. <laughs> Deville jumps Flair to start the match. Flair fights back and sends Deville to ringside. We go to a break. When we come back, Deville's taken over. She's working over the knee. Uh, but Charlotte Flair breaks free, kicks her in the head, chops, back suplex. Uh, Deville goes for a running knee. Flair avoids it, then does a sort of forward flip into a clothesline that was maybe better in idea than execution. Is yeah. the nice thing I can say about it. Whoop that trick shot lariat. Uh, near fall, Deville briefly fights back, and then Flair recovers, spears her, figure eight, submission, one, two, three. 
One, two, three, submission. Bad match. Bad match. Um, bad on, like, in general terms, let alone with the expectation that Charlotte Flair brings. And I don't feel like there were that many good matches before she went away. So you could call it rust and, like, let's be generous and do that just now. We'll call it rust. But she was outside of the Ronda match where she lost the title. It wasn't like she was on a hot streak, no. let's be honest. Um the character already feels knackered because... I like the way she snatched the tire. Oh, Give man. Him a belt. Oh, sorry. Thank you. It, just excruciating. Like, snatches it. Like, again, and then you, you see something like that, and it's so obvious and apparent where she grabs it, and then, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you. Is the insincerity part of it? And is this, like, leading up to her turning heel? And it's like, well, why do you even hold up the pretense of bringing her out as a baby face at first? Like, what is this? Because even when she's a baby face, she's so unconvincing as one yeah. that you boo her anyway. So if this is a character that you being told to see through. You don't need to script it in there. She did this thing as well. Did you see when she applied the figure four and she went, did Randy Orton? Uh, <laughs> and it's like time stood still. There's these these videos online, and I forget the name, but like the most famous for doing the, uh, the Kurt Angle cum truck. It's cum! You know that guy. That was her. It was like he'd looped her applying the figure four leg lock for her to go, ah, ah. <laughs> It just went on forever. Ah. And uh, I, I'm not that thrilled with Charlotte Flair's return so far. I just, hang on one second, sorry. Whatever gets us quickest to... <laughs> it's fine by me. That's my favorite. You said I'm back. Uh oh. That's yeah. the best version of Charlotte. Yeah, all right. It's over again. Video recap of Cody Rhodes that we also saw on Raw. Mm-hmm. Going to be titty stuffed, presumably tonight on the recap on yeah. Raw. Uh, and then one, two, three, four. Lacey Evans has left the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the performance center now and she's got a Cobra clutch. I yeah, like that. Yeah, that's like something. Uh, obviously the links to Sergeant Slaughter and the like. She's back next week, isn't she? Yes. Back in the ring. So we'll see if the division can take an upswing of the Lacey Evans wrestling or the uh, world champion Charlotte Flair. Yes. Needs a boot in the ass. Plus that storyline was never finished, so... Oh, cr- oh God. Please, no. That's uh, when we know, we know Vince is properly back in. Ooh. Anyway, pick that one back up. <laughs> Um, then it was to the time for the match for all the marbles, not just a spot in the Royal Rumble, but who at the two of us buys each other a coffee. Yeah. It was Ricochet versus Top Dollar, and I thought this was absolutely incredible. It was incredible how bad a match Top Dollar <laughs> could get out of Ricochet here, because Ricochet, let's be honest, is sensational. Mm. Um, and I sense that maybe people's minds have been made up backstage about Top Dollar, judging by how much Michael Cole, someone... Later in this, it was it was in the main event because Drew did a big thing over the top rope, didn't he? And he's because yeah. he's six foot eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alongside what he was doing here, Michael Cole went. That's a big. That's a big guy goes over the top, man. <laughs> and here he's talking about the botch. Yeah, they talked about it trending. They talked about yeah, Top Dollar's a bit of a prick actually, despite the fact that he was getting bullied backstage as a result of it. Not fine. So I'm not going to say fine if not fine. But if you're absolutely going to do it, then it's kind of imperative that he isn't sloppy in the match that you're calling. Mm-hmm. And he was. Yeah. Like, this match was sloppy, and it's like, right, so if you're, at this point, knowingly presenting a bad wrestler, this is not really the top tier of... Sub two-minute match as well. Jesus Christ, was it only under two? According Bloody hell. And, like, if you're commentating on a match like that, presenting something that feels quite sloppy and clunky, like the chemistry wasn't great, then 
you realise that you're not, you're willfully not presenting the best product you can present. And what wrestling company would do that? It's it's so it was so brain dead. Mm. So yeah, Ricochet early on goes for a springboard. It's this big lad versus yeah. the athletic lad springing all over the place basically. Ricochet goes for a springboard. Top dollar cuts him off, beats him down, boot to the face. Ricochet fires back up. Uh, and then just hits the shooting star press and gets the one, two, three. And I was like, oh, sweet, I get a free coffee. Easiest lucky you've ever won. God damn it, man. 156. It's going to take longer for them to for expertly to brew it. it as they do at Good Bruce. I got a free one on a card. I've lost my card. It's a double whammy. And yeah. you could be another coffee down this week, let's not forget. Oh, God, yeah. The um, Escalera de la Muerte. Escalera de la, de la es- Mocha. Escalate de la Mocha. <laughs> we'll work on We've it. We've done it. We've done it. Um, so anyway, post match, top dollar goes espresso de la mocha. Top dollar goes. I fair enough. Shakes hands with Ricochet, but he's only doing that so he can raise his hand in the air, so he can't block the huge super kick that comes <laughs> from Ashanti the Adonis. Uh, B Fab knees him in the face as well. They beat him down mm-hmm. until his best mate Braun Strowman comes to make the save. Yeah, fine. I'm glad hit row a heel at least now because they weren't face. They weren't getting over his fo- faces, were they? No. Last roll of the dice for hit row and a logical win. Jesus which... Christ! How fast? <laughs> <laughs> and a last. Let's like... Have a game of Monopoly. All right, last go. Uh... <laughs> It's a logical way they've got to this match as well. I've, I think we've said this from the beginning. Braun Ricochet is something I kind of want to look at longer yes. term. I don't mind them as a team either. Tag team, yeah. 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 I don't know what you call them. We need to workshop some names. Some. No. Nothing now. The Braun and only. <laughs> Although that kind of makes Ricochet out to be the only. I no, mean, the train ricochet. and the plane, because one flies and one's a train. Good. I don't know. The Trevor Among Man, because his name's Trevor Man. Adam and uh, what's, what's Rick Trevor? Adam, and, Adam Tre- and Trevor. There we go. Trevor and Adam. Everyone loves Adam and Trevor. They do like they have a, the Titantron video where like, I'm Trevor and I'm Adam. Oh, no, we got them wrong way around. <laughs> like Rick Shea wears red trousers. Like, you cannot tell them apart. They've both got beards and red trousers. <laughs> what's different about them? Oh, dear. Trevor and Adam. Anyway, get serious now because there was a really good bit next. Bloodline locker room. Usos head out for their tag team title main event, of course. And Roman says to Paul, get Sammy in here. Mm-hmm. And he does. And Sammy shows up. And he says, look, Tribal Chief, I acknowledge you. I, I, I don't want to be you. I'm not trying to take power or anything like that. Uh, if I did anything... Gave you that impression. I am truly, truly sorry. And Roman sits there and does his pondering. They, I reckon they could do uh, a SmackDown where 50% of it is Roman considering. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> I'd go, I love this show. One camera set up and people come in and out of his office mm-hmm. with, say, questions, queries, thoughts, feelings, and he just considers just them. Just a look. And he maybe offers them a take yeah. or a look or something like that, yeah. Uh, and he says, Sammy, I don't accept your apology. Oh, no, again. He says, I'm tribal chief. I hold myself to a very high standard, and I've got to control my anger, and I didn't deserve... Sorry, you didn't deserve to be spoken to like I did out there. I should apologise. I'm sorry. I'm at home going, what is going (laughs) on here? He says... Sammy says, look, my tribal chief, you're under a lot of pressure. I understand. It's fine. Roman says, no. There's no excuse. But Owens was right. I'm not mad at Sammy. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at KO. 
it's not for, for right for me to take that out on you. Uh, it's just humble. Yeah. You think, what's going on here? And then here's where the twist is. So I'll get rid of that problem at the Royal Rumble. And Heyman slides in, little snake that he is, mm-hmm. and says, the Tribal Chief's given you a chance to redeem yourself. Next week on SmackDown, it'll be Sami Zayn. Hang on. Oh, where what am I doing here? Get this stuff right, Adam. Hang on. Not that one. Where is it? There it is. It'll be Sami Zayn. Versus Kevin Owens. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sammy's like, oh, okay, oh, is it? <laughs> uh, but I will take care of Kevin Owens for you, my tribal chief. And then the Usos music hits for the main event, and he goes to leave, and Roman goes, hey, stay and watch the match here. Loved it. Loved it. Um, the point at which Sammy apologizes, if the story is just that Roman forgives him, and reminds him that he's the one in charge and all that stuff. That would have been fine. That would have been kind of in line with where I felt like the start of the show was. Yes. To flip it is even crueler to Sammy's in because he's effectively gaslighting him at this point. He wants Sammy to just go on this awful, twisting, toiling emotional journey to just give him the crumbs at the end, to get him back on side. And he doesn't even want to get him back on side just for the sake of control and just for the sake of having this awful, now abusive relationship with Sami Zayn. He wants it so that Sami can be goddamn grateful for the privilege of getting to have to fight his best friend because Roman knows what's coming. The amount of power that Roman has is no longer the story. It's the way in which she, like, unleashes it on Sami Zayn specifically is now the drama here and is now the hook here. And I thought Roman was superb again in this. Zayn was great. And what I thought was so smart is to leave... To leave you with sort of this nervous undercurrent, but a feeling that, right, Sammy's welcome in the room to watch the match. That's fine. We can we can uh, imagine that now that Sammy's allowed to watch the match. To still have the guts to then do the comedy bit they did mm-hmm. in this match. Like, can we talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about right. it now. God damn it. This was genuinely inspired comedy from WWE. They never, ever do this right. So Sammy is in Roman's locker room, and we're led to believe that Sammy is doing what he's been told, right? So he's sitting there. Sit there and watch this match. Okay, okay, Tribal Chief, boss, whatever. Cut is, to. is this like when you let your kids stay up, but they have to watch what you're watching? Exactly, right? No, you. and even then, at the moment, we're in a real difficult position. So without football, uh, it's basically got to be something like The Chase or other game shows because <laughs> like, you have to watch what we're going to watch. But what we watch, you've got to swear it in or something like that. So it's like, um, my seven-year-old watched an episode of The Office yesterday. Ooh. And it was he loved the theme. And American or UK? American. And it was all going really, really well. And he laughed at Michael Scott going, uh, blah, 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 blah. But it was a frigging Todd Packer one. Uh-oh. <laughs> Off that goes, eh? Off that goes. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at in the locker room. Cut to Sami Zayn has acquired popcorn, mm-hmm. right, which is funny. Sami Zayn's got this popcorn. How? Right? Mm-hmm. He's got this popcorn. Uh, two great details here. Number one, he throws it at Drew, but the camera at that exact point turns to Solo Sokoa. So he's accidentally popcorn solo Sokoa. But he offers Roman some popcorn, doesn't yeah. he? I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, you're the coolest guy in the room. Cool, I'm like, I don't want any popcorn. Fine. So now you're like, right, Sammy's working on some popcorn. But don't forget Wade Barrett on commentary. Going, you kidding me? Yeah. The tribal chief wouldn't want popcorn. You what idiot. Stupid idiot Sammy's in. Second cut to, Roman's got popcorn. <laughs> They've both sat there with popcorn. Roman's enjoying his popcorn. Where's the popcorn come from? Sammy's like, yeah, it's all good. Like, third joke. Final cut to jizz and cack. <laughs> like, uh, this one, there's nothing left to do. It's like, this is still WWE, isn't it? I think it might be. 
Knob gag. And then also, uh, and again, just a little look from Roman. Yeah, when the detritus is being surveyed, he's like laughing at first, isn't he? And then afterwards, when the popcorn's over, he's like, Ugh. And Paul Heyman, I, I don't know, the vibe I got, and I realise I'm, it's my favourite storyline. But it's open to interpretation, said. so. Exactly. But this is the good thing. When it's really good, this is the beauty of it. It's that look. He makes that look. And you could just be like, popcorn on my lounge. Mm. Well, Tribal Chief's not going to clear that up, obviously. Yeah. Um, cleaning staff, acknowledge me. Right. Tribal Chief with a dustpan and brush. Hold my body back. Um, how many bags do you want? We the ones. <laughs> um, the little look, and then Paul Heyman gives him a look, which is basically just like, just put up with it for now. Yeah. Like, that's what I read into it. it doesn't that, That's not necessarily the case, but... And a little bit of me... Don't you know, tell the, me you nibbled on a title change. I didn't... No, no, no. I, but the, I didn't... There wasn't a bit where I, where I went, oh my God, the title's going to change, yeah. right? <laughs> a, th- a theme very prevalent on Friday night, let me say. <laughs> Battle of the belts later. Will any titles change hands there? Well, they never normally do, so find out our thoughts on the, uh, on the review. <laughs> 15 championship matches at Battle of the Belts now. There's never been a title change. There right? has been two, one of which was a vacant championship. Right. And one was, I think, Sammy. It's not a great ratio, that no. is it? <laughs> Effectively, if you get rid of the vacant one, because someone had to leave his yeah. champion there, one in 14. One in 14. No, not brilliant. Good anyway. show, though. Yeah. Good show. I like Battle of the Belts. Um, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. The tag match. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I didn't think, oh, my God, the title's changing hands in this specific moment. But there was a little bit of me. When Sammy wasn't there... And the fact he was watching it with Roman that made mm. me think, what if they just do a qu- like quick title change and then you run it back at the Rumble so you can go, right, Usos and Drew and Sheamus are out of the Rumble. Yeah. So that's just... Now they've broke the New Day record. I yeah, suppose. exactly. Yeah. And you can put the t- just flip them back onto him. Obviously, still hold, have the Usos mm. hold it at WrestleMania. No one will really remember this, but this might be a nice little pop. And if it might continue the good ratings because people will go, oh my God, a title change. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that to happen. And the idea of Sammy with popcorn going, <laughs> probably, should have, uh, probably should have been out there because when Soda Sokoa got taken, that was, yeah. it was just all the fact, and never, there was never a point where I went, oh my God, mm-hmm. this is it. That's nice. Yeah, the idea but, that like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, obviously initially, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are in control during this match because look at the bloody size mm-hmm. of them. Um, Jimmy interferes from the apron, though. The Usos take over. Jay hits a Samoan drop on McIntyre, and they isolate him. Uh, and when we come back, uh, McIntyre ends up on the apron, tries fighting off the Usos, but they overwhelm him. Um, so McIntyre hits Jimmy with a clothesline at ringside. And Jay catches McIntyre with a suicide dive in amongst all this. Um, Sheamus eventually is on his own, um, but he gets Jay in position, does the 20 beats of the Bodron, and... Um, Jay fights back, though, hits Sheamus with a super kick. Jimmy hits a splash for a two count. Um, The Usos go up for that double splash that they often hit on McIntyre and Sheamus, but McIntyre and Sheamus recover and hit a double white noise off the middle ropes. Um, McIntyre fires up, hits a dive over the top rope onto the Usos, and there's another dig at top dollar here from Michael Cole. What top dollar? There was one later on. Sheamus hits that flying nothing, doesn't he? Yeah. And, like, where's the dig there? Well, maybe not everybody should do that. Yeah. Maybe big guys shouldn't fly around as much. Uh, McIntyre hits a Claymore on Jay, but De- Jimmy dies in at the last second to break up. That was a really good near fall. fall. Yeah. Very good near fall. Still didn't think the title was going to change yeah. there, though. Um, McIntyre gets taken out. Uso's hit a double super kick on Sheamus and a 1D. 
One, two, McIntyre dies in the last second to break it up. So Solisco has had enough of all this. <laughs> uh, he pulls McIntyre out of the ring, and it's spilling, spinning solo onto the barricade, which always looks like it absolutely sucks, which makes it better. Uh, Butch and Ridge Bloody Holland run down. They attack Sokoa and get rid of him. Uh, so it's Sheamus on his own against the Usos, and it looks like Sheamus might be able to just get away with one and win their tag titles for him and his pal. But... Jimmy rolls up Sheamus, and they do that spot that they sometimes do, which I always look, think looks good, mm. where Jay gets on the apron and gets his feet on yeah. Jimmy's back, effectively giving him leverage for the pinfall. One, two, three. Sheamus' face afterwards tells the story of, little bastards have done it again. Um, and then, yes, we cut backstage. Zayn celebrates by chucking all his po- popcorn <laughs> all over the locker room. Reigns and Heyman have a little bit of a look, and the Usos Pop-pon, celebrate. More like cockpon. Used to celebrate their title win as we go off air. Good finish to the show. This, yeah, like this is. I can't really fault the match too much because the crowd were into it, and we've identified lately how it's a pretty big problem on these WWE yeah. shows. And they were into most of this. There wasn't a lot for me of standout action. I thought that claim on Air Four was yeah genuinely gripping. Even though it's weird because I didn't think the titles were going to change hands, and yet I thought that was just a really cool Air Four. And they saw. I, I admired. I, I was thinking more than I was feeling, but I was going yes. Good for you guys. Hey. Like ruffling all the hair for like really getting the audience to bite. Um, the finish was decent enough. I'm with you. I quite like that when the users like apply the pressure with the feet from the apron sort of thing. Um, I guess you could argue from a creative standpoint, it's maybe not the best and smartest thing to create a new team that are probably going to, you know, like put some wins together. Seamus and Drew are probably going to do stuff on SmackDown. You've already had them lose to the Usos. So that's a bit of a difficult start for them based on what we're, mm-hmm. you know, like led to believe is going to happen with them going forward. But I uh, decent enough. If the Sammy Roman stuff was way more entertaining and that's as much as a pattern as it is a problem on SmackDown, I think. Yeah. I just got my very much, uh, and it's still good vibe. Oh, yeah. This show. I, I like... I've, I've, I haven't got a lot of fear for the main event storyline. Oddly enough, I've got fear for everything else. Yes, the Vincent Man feeling was—I I felt like it kind of was prevailing throughout the show, other than when it, the stuff that counted. I'm just thankful that he said, oh, "Guys, I'm not here to do, get involved in creative." Oh yeah, it's a man of his word, right there. I give it like to speak in the voice of another promoter. I give it no news <laughs> until he's already back there. <laughs> yes. Well, let us know your thoughts. Uh, on SmackDown, on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, as we mentioned, me and Sid, you're going to be here a little bit later on to review Rampage and AW Battle of the Belts. And uh, the three of us will be back to preview Monday Night Raw a little bit later on today. But for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamblett. Thank you for joining us, and we see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.